And we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. The Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This Vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because, you know, yelling and screaming at people on the internet is kind of what's expected. Doing it in person? Yeah, it's probably not such a good idea right now. Because it's too hot and muggy and you might get um, bitten by something that'll give you... Uh, I don't know, bloodborne diseases. I'll go with that. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage that sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. Hi. Good evening, everyone. I am your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble. You can find me pretty much everywhere on the internet that way. That's S-H-U-J-I-N. After that, you're on your own. Hi. Let me go ahead and introduce you to everybody because, uh, well, a little bit of a different lineup. Only just marginally so. Midwest of the U.S., Bridget, good evening. Good evening. Just off to the right, Joe, glad to have you back. Hi. Howdy, howdy. And over to the right, a little bit further, right up to the water's edge, Unrenowned Tech, good morning. Good morning. And welcome back, by the way. Thank you. So it's good to be back with you guys. Uh, it's uh, hot. It's muggy. It was, uh, I was telling the guys before we got started, it was almost 90 degrees Fahrenheit here in the Buffalo area. And it's since cooled down to a nice balmy 74, which is very comfortable. Except that I forgot to check earlier in the day when the temperature was changing and I could have opened up my windows earlier to circulate all the hot air out. See, that's the problem with having good insulation in a new house, man. Once it heats up, it holds on to that because the insulation does good. It just takes a while to get up to that point. So, uh, Fearless, if you have to be listening to this later, yeah, I know, that's how a Dutch oven works. I know, shut up, leave me alone. She's giving me all kinds of crap before for stuff. Anyway, so it's good to be back with you guys, of course. If you are listening, and or more appropriately, watching live on YouTube while we're recording. You know, feel free to take advantage of the live chat because you know, Stephanie's over there. Felis usually is. Don't know where she is right now, but you know what? All things considered, I, I'm fine she misses a week because you know, she, she could use a little time down once in a while coming back from everything. Anyway, so as usual, real quick, uh, you know, mental health check in on everybody. Uh, Tech, you weren't here last week. You had stuff going on. Leave it at that. How you yep. doing? I'm all right. But, but that's pretty much it. That's fair. Joe, you're back. Good to have you back. How are you holding up? Yeah, a little from column A, a little from column B. You know, all things uh, considering what we ended up talking about last night. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. And Bridget, you uh, have not been in the news for uh, threatening to shoot anybody with a potato gun. So uh, I'm guessing you're doing relatively okay right now. <laughs> I saw that story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but. Yeah, you know, shooting those at cars, it's not a good idea, kids. Just don't do it. Okay, frozen pierogi. For those of you that have never seen it, and I can I can attest that- These weren't frozen, they were fresh. 
Okay, for those of you that might not know of this wonderful Polish delicacy, pierogi are basically uh, the northern European version of the much more superior ravioli. The only difference is they're folded over on themselves like a calzone, but they're still made out of uh, macaroni covering, and usually they're stuffed with things like, you know, potato. When they're frozen, and you can't get them frozen, they could be conceivably whipped back and forth like they were shuriken. Very tasty shuriken. Fresh? Uh, um... No, make them, it was just to take a you know make a mess on people's windows and stuff. That's all. Okay. <laughs> you know vandalism. Okay, Joe, you're right. That definitely qualifies as uh, abuse then of food because what the hell's the point otherwise? Yeah. Okay then. <laughs> as for me, I'm. I'm doing relatively okay. I, however, do have to admit that uh, I had to do a lot of um, electronic surgery. This is the hard drive that gave me problems this week. Pulled that out of my server. This is the one that uh, that went bad. One of the uh, RAID hard drives for my music collection. We've determined that this drive is, I believe, the... Uh, Tech, help me out on this one, because it's been a long time since I've been on IT. Uh, I believe the technical term for it is... <laughs> that's about right, right? <laughs> no, when it makes certain sound effects like that one... No, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't. That's the thing. Oh. So the technical term for this, f- for some, it's... <laughs> for some others, it's doorstop. For yet others, it's... Oh, no, 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 no. For me... Uh, with my history, that is one of, that is now, you, you can now convert that into one of two things. Either A, since it has platters, you mm-hmm. can convert them into Frisbees, which are hilariously fun. Yeah, I don't recommend that. <laughs> Metal Frisbees, they're great. Uh, depending on the platter type, if you throw, if you Frisbee them against a brick wall, they'll actually shatter into tiny little pieces. Um, Still don't it all depends that. on make and manufacture. The other thing it is, depending on whether or not you have a friend in the military, it is a wonderful target for thermite at the bomb range. <laughs> you have to do something with it. I mean, it's too light to be used yeah. as a blunt object. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. In all fairness, though, uh, you don't necessarily need to resort, resort to thermite. Remember, info is agriculturally available with the right licensing. Uh, mm, <laughs> kids, don't make a religion out of this. Yeah, I will, I will, however, go on record as saying that um, this drive has served well. The original manufacturing date on this was 2012. It's now significantly past that point. And if I'm not mistaken, I think this is the one that originally came with the computer that I'm using right here now. So, you know, it's, it's fair to say that it's served its purpose. So, you know, so this week I went to Best Buy. I got new replacement hard drives, one terabyte 
ah, 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 for like 40 bucks USD, which, I mean, I it's hard to beat that, honest and truly. I mean, if I had the opportunity, you know, I'd use a zip drive, but they only hold 100 megas in a clip. And uh, mm. But anyway, so, you know, I've got spare. It Once I figured out how to rebuild the thing, it was fine. And I'm happy with that. So I learned a thing today, this week. Yay, go me. Isn't that wonderful? Anytime you guys want to go ahead and bolster my, my self-worth over here, that would be great. I don't know nothing about no computer stuff. <laughs> you know, you know. I mean... Really, the tech tech's the only one that has any significant experience with that sort of thing. I mean, even mine, I did not put it together. Yeah, yeah that's true. I, I don't know enough to be impressed or unimpressed either way. So, so I was listening uh, to Sujin and uh, some other talk to talk about what was going on, troubleshooting, going through the process. And early on it was, okay, this is a dead drive, not a problem. But the other person who was working with was actually um, much more experienced with Linux than I was. So they were going, doing a deeper dive. I've seen people do that. I've worked with people who have done that. And um, I can appreciate that deep dive uh, because I'm not on the premises and we're working remotely and all, and it's one of the better things to knock out when you can't be on site. So as somebody with not the background of working with servers and Linux all their life, I think Sujin did a great job. Yeah, it was I mean even when you were uh you know um hesitant to try something, you made sure that you had the correct instructions and you give it a shot anyway. Yep. Yep. And so this commendable that that's it putting for a good effort. So yes, you do deserve kudos. And for anybody that wants to think about, you know, uh, kind of tinkering with this kind of stuff for you, for yourselves too. remember this one thing that I did when I told the person that I was working with, I'm not doing that. I put my foot down. I said, I'm not doing that. And I'll tell you why. Literally, that's exactly the way that I said it. I'm new. I'm not doing that. And I'll tell you why. Because I'm too tired to make sure that I do it right the first time. And I'm probably not going to remember correctly how to fix it later. So better I don't do anything now. And they were very understanding about that. If there's one thing that I've learned, you can read a whole bunch of information from a drive, but once you write to it, you're committed, for better or for worse. Being able to make it, joining us from uh, over the water, Paris, France. Joseph, you made it. Good morning. Good morning. I'm sorry I'm a little bit late. No, quite all right. Quite all right. I'll just go ahead and put your name on the docket right there, and... We can get things rolling. And uh, just uh, just before uh, I go ahead and get started with that, since I checked in with all the rest of the guys, how are you holding up? How are you doing right now? Uh, fine. Fully vaccinated. 
Um, waiting for everybody to come back from work. Mm. Can well imagine. Oh, uh, from holidays. I'm sorry. <laughs> come back to work from holidays. Because, gotcha. as you know, August here in France is the big vacation month. Can't imagine why. Oh, right. An opportunity to get away from the summer heat. Uh, yeah. Perfectly understandable. Okay. And next week I'll be in Burgundy again. Well, in the meantime, you're stuck with us. (laughs) So I'm glad you're able to make it. All right. So now we got all that out of the way. Let's go ahead and uh, get things rolling over here while you guys make sure that you're ready for the horrible scopes when we get ready. So with five minutes on the clock, your five minute freestyle starts now. This week, I've got it labeled as, well, labels. I want to tell you a little bit about uh, a young gentleman that I have, I guess it's fair to say, an acquaintance with. Guy's known in various circles online, uh, most especially with the brony community. Yes, I know. Remember, I'm a furry. I'm a brony. I'm many things. Shut up. We've been through this before. But in this case, it's Jesse Nowak. Now, Jesse has gone through a a lot over the years. Not just being in the brony community, but getting, you know, getting work as uh, a voiceover personality. And eventually transitioning to being a guy. And it's been wonderful for me to keep tabs on him and see how things have been going. He has challenged a lot of things for me to think about, to learn about, and to help me without really meaning to understand better what things are like for the trans community. Now, yes, I know. Yes, I've got my son. Okay, I I, I get that. But I don't get the same kind of updates from day to day because, you know, little one's off of college. So he's a little bit busy doing pretty well for himself. Very happy with uh, doing the uh, the pizza kitchen and everything at uh, at school for work. So it's pretty cool on that part. But Jesse, Jesse uses terminology I don't know. And I know part of it is that, you know, I'm an old guy and, you know, I'm, I'm not keeping up on what all these whippersnappers are talking about. And there is a certain, there is a certain little bit to that. But another part of it is that there are terms that are coming out from the LGBTQ plus community that I just don't, I just don't know what they are because that's not part of who I am. It's not something that I deal with like ever with my little one. Sure. Yeah. There, there are certain things that I have to be mindful of, you know, for instance, when he talks about he, you know, it, it's Friday afternoon, got to have tea. You know, he's not talking about, you know, dirty leaf water. He, he's talking about testosterone shots. So when I saw a four letter combination, come across in one of the tweets that he put out where he was talking about going through and having various surgeries because pieces of his body, his internal mechanisms 
could potentially kill him later. I'll explain in a minute. He used a term, A-F-A-B. And I, for the life of me, couldn't figure out what the hell that was. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it, and I'm trying to get it into context. I'm like, I have no idea what the hell that is. So, uh, real quick, double-click, highlight, right-click, go search Google. Come to find out the terminology meant assigned a female at birth. Oh. Well, shit, okay, that makes much more sense now. And I never, uh, again, it's another one of those things where I never really thought about it because I never needed to. And I also never thought about it in the terms of what he was saying, that parts of his body were liable to kill him later, and that there are other female-to-male transition people who might be in the same situation. Again, I never thought about it. Because there are certain gene markers that let you know that people are more susceptible to breast cancer. And one of the ways of dealing with that is just to have a mastectomy. And I know, I know, saying it that way makes it sound like, well, just go down to the corner shop and uh, have the soda jerk give you a drink. It's not what I mean at all. I learn as much as I can from as many different people in many different areas as I can. And I'm learning from this wonderful, this wonderful gentleman who is shamelessly sharing his life with us and letting us know what it's like. And what label does he get from me? I would really like for that label to be friend. But that's not for me to decide. It's episode 374 on the docket, Moving Violations. If you're not quite sure what we're talking about, you should really take a quick look in the show notes for that tweet. The governor of Texas went ahead and said, you will not mandate vaccinations while this magic juice is under emergency use authorization and it's not been FDA approved and it's it's been given a green light by the FDA now. Uh you will not be allowed you you are not allowed to have a mask mandate or a vaccination mandate because uh I said you know it completely walked the whole damn thing back. So, we're going to talk a little bit about this. We've talked about moving the goalposts before, but god damn it, it's worth talking about it again. Because this is literally going to kill people. And I dare say a good number of them are going to be in the education field. So we will, we will do that. Over on the, over on the live chat, uh, Felis, hi, hun, and Yoko. First off, welcome down. I don't believe that we've seen you before. And uh, forgive me for the moment. Uh, I, I see the stuff that you've written. It 
because you know, I'm, I'm trying to keep everything organized in my head. I'm not going to be able to completely digest what you put over there for the moment. So if I don't immediately react to it, please don't think that I'm you know, just ignoring you or anything like that. It's, I'm not a professional at this. So I, I do try to, you know, keep things organized in my head and sometimes it works. Sometimes it don't information on Rafe Badawi. Nothing new. Unfortunately, there's there's nothing new. So, as of the recording of tonight's show, it has now been nine years, two months, twelve days since Rafe was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes. Our hopes and thoughts are still with you and your family. We are still waiting, and we're still hoping. So, otherwise, guys, if you're ready, we can just go ahead and get into the uh, get into the horrible scopes, and then we'll kind of run from there. So, for those of you that are aware of what your astrological signs are cool, those of you that don't copy off of somebody else's homework, it's not like you haven't done that before, it'll be perfectly fine. Don't worry about it. Getting you rolling. Aries, it's time to expand your mind and your music collection. There's an archive called the MetaMath Music Page, and what they host is, believe it or not, mathematical proofs set to music. That's right. Just when you thought Schoolhouse Rock was the only one of its kind, you've not got a whole you've now got a whole new set of copyright-free music available to you. So fire up your web scraper and go download everything now. Chris. You know CB radio is basically ham radio without a license. You're using some of the same frequencies but at a lower power setting. Well, you're supposed to be using 4 watts, but here's a little trick. Find a 10-meter linear amplifier, hook it all up in your car, and drive around the suburbs blasting 600 watts of AM power. You'll see a bunch of garage doors get triggered and open. Only do this on April Fool's Day, though. Gemini. Having a cockatiel as a pet is fun, but it has its own dangers. If yours lays any eggs, please be mindful of where they are. You have no idea how much trauma she'll go through if they fall on the floor. Just let her do what she wants with them. She knows what she's doing. Cancer Moonchild. Time to pull out your old mixtapes, clean them up, and digitize them for posterity. You're going to need a spare tape recorder, some cotton cloth, 90% or better peroxide, and to give up smoking while you're working on those tapes. Yeah. The kids today say those beats are fire, but they don't mean that literally. We'll find you a tape digitizer to put in your computer next time. And yes, they actually do make those. I know. <laughs> Leo, the last three phone calls you passed were on were not spam calls. They're representatives from Microsoft looking to help you stop hackers from across the internet from infiltrating your computer. Lucky for you, we know how to help you see this for yourself for free. Just open a terminal on your computer and type the word free. Oh, tree, sorry. Then enter. 
You'll see all the people trying to access your computer, and it won't cost you a dime. You're welcome, Leo. There are a couple of people that know exactly what that is, what that does, and they know exactly that it's correct. For the most part. Virgo. Last week, we asked if you knew which costs more. A gallon of inkjet printer ink, which some people say you can't buy, which you totally can. Or a gallon of thoroughbred horse semen. And you did the right thing and did your research. Well done. You also found out that there's a special law enforcement watch list for people who try to buy horse semen by the gallon. As an aside, you can't buy that by the gallon either. Libra. Congratulations, Libra. Your mall kiosk pop-up service, Charge and Charge, is a smashing success. Honestly, we have nothing bad to say about it, as we're surprised about that as you are. You and Capricorn are doing a great job so far. Scorpio, don't go out this weekend. You have put off shampooing, conditioning, and combing out your chest hair for way too long. It's time to get that under control again. And to all the ladies in Staten Island who are offended... We didn't tell you to stop taking care of your chest hair, so don't be mad at us. It's a very, very select group of people who are going to be very, very pissed at the stars now. Sagittarius. So, about that Canada goose we talked about hunting in New York? Don't go hunting them solo ever again. You're a pretty accurate shot. But they have recon and first strike parties. You got away lucky this time. Don't push your luck again. Capricorn, you and Libra are doing a great job with your mail shops. Wrap it up is turning out to be a smashing success. The only thing you might want to be mindful of is the music played in the store. Wrap It Up by the Fabulous Thunderbirds may have been released 35 years ago, but CBS Records will still sue you for using it if they find out. That is too damned true. 35 years, man. Aquarius! Uncle Roger wants you to know that your egg fried rice is only just okay. You didn't add peas, ham, or chicken. You didn't burn the garlic and you used a rice cooker. All good points. But you used fresh rice instead of day-old out of the refrigerator? Yellow onion instead of shallots and olive oil in your wok instead of peanut? Yeah, it's edible. But at the cost of making Uncle Roger's ancestors sad, go buy some MSG at least. Please. The only reason you like old computers is so you can fix them by hand. Desoldering and resoldering components is something you can concentrate on, use a magnifying lens on a stand to look cool, and you get to breathe in that sweet, sweet solder rosin. You can get as high as you want, get paid for the privilege, and no current drug tests will find it in your system. The burns on the tips of your fingers might be a dead giveaway, though. And those are your horrible scopes for this week. Remember, if you got what you liked, 
is completely accidental because nobody bribed me this week. So it is what it is. And well, if you didn't like it, um, well, you know what? I wrote them for me, not for you. So tough. But I will have them posted to various locations uh, next week when I work on the next one. So you have yourselves a great time of it. The one in on this kiosk deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a pretty great idea. So let's, let's have at Texas. Let's talk about Texas. Because we've talked about moving the goalposts many a time. Harold Camping comes to mind many times saying the end of the world is about to happen and biblically it's going to be this date. Okay, it's I made a mistake. I didn't carry the three, so it's now going to be on this date. Okay, we're all still here. Uh, it was uh, it was a spiritual death for the world. <sighs> yeah. Um. Some people might remember that at one time or other, there was another Christian sect that went out there and said the end of the world is going to be on this date, and a whole bunch of people went out to spend the last moments together, and it didn't happen. And um, I believe uh, part of that group became what's the name of it now? The Twelfth uh, Day Adventists. I think that's the name of it. I got that right, don't I? Anybody? Come on, I'm not the only one that remembers this, right? Oh, no. Don't you look at me. <laughs> I ain't touching that with a 25-and-a-half-foot uh, pole, okay? Yeah, I know, I know. You and me both, we were both raised in the horror of religion. We, we were both raised Catholic. That, that's, that's why I can get away with saying that. Whatever. Anyway. So, yeah. The... Governor of Texas has gone ahead and uh, started off with this vaccination stuff is is in emergency use. I don't want to trust it, so you're not allowed to go saying that people need to have it because we don't want you forcing it down everybody's throat. Unlike the Lord's Prayer in grade school before the Pledge of Allegiance, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so he was he, now. All right, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do it. <clears throat> to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Go ahead and saying this is a new technology. Really wasn't. And we don't know what the long-term effects are going to be. Accurate. I am not going to have anyone be forced to take this magic don't-kill-me juice because I don't trust it. Basically what it boils down to. Go along with that. It's, it's, now, let's, you know, let's, let's give them credit where credit is due. Was it new technology? Not exactly. This type of, this type of, of technology had been in the works and and tinkered around with since the mid 90s as i recall but using it to make an inoculation to the best of my knowledge and bridget help me out just a little bit this is the first time that it's been done that way no 
Yeah. I mean, they had started working on it for the original SARS, but yeah, that was brought under control quickly enough that they really didn't need to pursue it any further. And I think, yeah, I think that that's fair. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, let's face it, new can be scary, especially with technology, especially with biotech. Lord knows we've got enough, uh, uh, we, we've got enough um, movies and games to keep us entertained for hours upon hours upon days with all things zombie because, you know, biohazard stuff changed people. I know it doesn't really work that way, but you know, whatever, you know, people can be scared about stuff. And um, Steve, I see you over there. Um. I'm hoping that you're going to explain that one a little bit. Steve said, I was thinking about getting vaccinated until yesterday when I saw the local coroner reports. I'm sincerely hoping that you're where you're going to go with this is I was thinking about it and then decided, yeah, I mandatorily mend I need to get it done. I'm going to, I'm going to go. I was just going to say, yeah, need to get it done. Yes, probably the nicest way of putting it. Anyway, so saying that this type of technology, this type of biotech, is um, a little freaky, I guess there's something to be said for that. I mean, from the technological side, from the biotechnological side, the way that this operates is very, very different from what we've done before, where... <laughs> Joey, you've you've talked about it. You go into the military, you get pumped with a whole bunch of juice for every damned thing. Yep. And, and he has stepped um, away for just a minute, but yeah, that is that is true. Oh, I missed that. And you know, when you went through your basic training and all that, they didn't care what you'd had before. You know, shot records were immaterial. You were getting all of those vaccines and you, you know, stood, were herded through a line. And, you know, at least back when I went in, you got the air injection, just bam. And I think they've gotten away from the air injections now, you know, because it can cause some injury and things. But, you know, still, they're not optional. You get them. And as far as I've heard, um, if I heard correctly, uh, the Pfizer uh, vaccine has just been FDA approved. Yes. Yep. Yep. And that's what prompted this whole damn thing. Because, you know, I I could see the argument and I had made the argument before that, you know, if it was still under emergency use authorization, I could see where it would be dicey making a mandate, you know, to have it. But now that it's been approved, that changes things. Yeah. Yeah. it It changes a lot of things. Not the least of which is that it, is still concerning to people, and I can understand this completely. It is still concerning to some people because of relatively uh, how relatively quickly this seems to have gone through. I get that. I utterly get that. I mean, we can we can remember, you know, learning some of the uh, 
some of the history of vaccinations in biology classes where, you know, the stuff has taken, you know, a decade or more of concerted effort in order to, you know, take care of stuff. Yeah. And if memory serves as, as an example, um, smallpox, that's what it was. Smallpox was eradicated in the wild. The last case, as I recall, was the early seventies. Yes, I think it was 1973-75. Anyway, that was the last in-the-wild recorded um, case. However, smallpox had been in the consciousness of humanity dating back easily, if memory serves, 5,000 years. There are pieces, there are pieces of artwork and, and writing where smallpox has been described or has been, uh, pictured in some way or other. So, you know, it, it took a long time for humanity to finally be, you know, get to the technological point of being able to figure out how to get rid of it. And then, well, it was gone in a very quick amount of time. I mean, you think about it. So now we've got this, we've got, uh, we've got COVID, we've got C-19, and it's still going. Now, the thing that drives me up a wall about this whole damn thing is the governor going ahead and saying, don't push it. Okay. The rationale, we could see it. We could give you credit enough for that. But then to say, well, what I said before about waiting for it to be FDA approved, that's out the window now. Now I just don't want it because I don't want it and I don't want to be showed up by technology. Or I don't even know what kind of backpedaling he used. All I know is that um, I believe the expression that I'm looking for, the technical term for it is bullshit. Again, uh, somebody might want to, you know, correct me on that one, but I'm pretty sure it comes down to basic bullshit. Yeah, I mean, I would have to say so, you know, especially since he's also against any kind of mask mandates. I mean, what is up with that? And, you know, the thing about it is the, the case rates of COVID, especially among kids, is just going through the roof there. You know, ever since the start of the school year, they've had over 20,000 school kids infected with COVID just since August 2nd. And then we've got the small problem of some school districts have basically said, well, if kids get exposed, we're not allowed to tell you that because that's... um that's a health code violation. It's a privacy thing. We, we, we can't tell you that if it happened or if it didn't or who might have been. And I mean, I just don't, I don't get it. I honestly don't get it. 
because the math is clear. The statistics are clear. The medical casework is clear. The ICU bed use, the emergency room use, the intubation tube use is clear. People will and are dying from this because the governor has got a massive ego and doesn't want to give it up. All the while, by the way, some school districts are basically thumbing their nose at him and saying, yeah, uh, we're just going to make it part of our dress code and uh, you can't do dick about it. So <laughs> we talked and, about uh, that before. Paris. And his AG is planning on suing and <laughs> just. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we. We don't know what to what to make of this. I mean, what what's the end game here? That is an excellent question. Now, let's kind of back up just a little bit. Because we've also got uh, two pieces about this that I want to make sure that we we touch on. Item number one, you might notice that I intentionally put in the show notes that this governor is in the Republican Party in the United States. Reminding you that the Republican Party was the one that was behind the previous president. Ergo, we have to kind of look at this and go, oh, well, I can't imagine why they might be behaving the way that they are. Am I painting Republicans with a very large brush? Yes, I am. Why? Because they goddamn deserved it. Now, the reason why I'm pointing that out is because there is another Republican governor, just a little bit off to the right, in Florida, who is basically doing effectively the same damn thing. Everybody's allowed to go out and do their thing because, um, come to Florida. We want your money for vacation times and everything, and and people getting sick. Nah, it's that's every everything's fine. Everything's fine. Just stop using your water, so we can use it to make oxygen for our uh, ICU patients. But everything's fine. I heard uh, um, last week. I think uh, there was there's a certain website. They've calculated the uh, per capita infection rate with COVID and they compared it to the number of Republican and Democratic voters. I don't know if you've heard about this, but, uh, well, all the red states are pretty highly infected and, uh, the Democratic states are, uh, fairly blue, which means they're not so infected. So it's pretty clear cut. Yeah, there's a definite correlation. And yeah, I had seen a graph earlier. I can't remember who put it out. Um, I forget the credits that were on the graph, but it was showing how many you know deaths and infections. Um, you know, it was showing you know the death rates among like you know GOP independents and Democrats, and <laughs> the GOP was just like through the roof. Yeah. 
Yeah. It was on, if I remember correctly, it was on um, the Skeptic's Guide to the Universe. And the guy was saying he was just like switching between, you know, red and blue and just like watching the, because the, it's statistics, it's actual data. And he was just, he was like fascinated with uh, the changing between, between the two because it was just so clear cut. But they don't want people's, to accept it. People's behavior does affect other people. Yep. Yep. But unfortunately, the the most prone to do damage are the last to realize it. Yeah, I mean, what gives somebody a right to go around and potentially infect them with a deadly di- disease? Well, that depends on which ones you're talking to and which ones you're talking about. Don't forget, we're also I mean, dealing... Have- hold on. We're also dealing with the families, not necessarily individual parents, but the families who believe that the best way for their kids to become resistant to chicken pox is to hold a pox party sleepovers. I'm really, 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 really trying hard not to throw up in the back of my throat right now thinking about that. I absolutely detest that that absolute concept. Sorry, didn't mean to completely cut you off. I I just wanted to make sure that was in there. No, I get it. So now we've got um we got people in elected leadership positions who are effectively doing the same damn thing. It's all good. Come on down. You can you can just spend your money here and take your vacation like you normally do because we want your money. Yeah, that works. What's really funny is the people who are saying that those who are getting the vaccine are just sheep are the same people taking a dewormer to try in an attempt to prevent catching a virus that is designed for farm animals. Which means the dosage, no matter what the hell it is, is going to be... No, 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 the fact that they're calling us sheep, and yet they're taking stuff designed for sheep. No, I got you. I got you. The thing that scares me, like like I was about to say, is that the uh, the dosage for the active ingredient, I believe the term that's been used already tonight is uh, through the roof. I do believe that that is the accurate expression right now. I just... Yeah. Uh, Stephanie, two items. Uh, Stephanie said, personally, I do not want my lungs... Destroyed by COVID. From all of us to you too, we don't want that to happen to you. We don't want it to happen to us either. But, I mean, we don't want it to happen to you. And uh, had also said, before there were vaccines, that was a thing. It eliminated those whose bodies could not cope. Yeah, I know. I know. There was the the whole thing with uh, the 
All right, now let's see if I remember. They were... God, I forgot what the term was for it. Uh, nursemaids? I think that's what they were, who were uh, less susceptible to cowpox? Milkmaids. Milkmaids, okay. And, uh, yeah, I, I I know. I know, I, I, I remember. And pox parties, when I was a kid, I'd never heard of this before. Never. I heard of them as a kid. I mean... Uh, my parents were actually talking about, uh, you know, so and so. If any of my friends got uh, chickenpox, I should go over and get chickenpox with them. And the explanation was, if you get chickenpox when you're a little kid, you go through some serious itching for a couple of days, get oatmeal lotion or whatever, and it goes away, and then you don't get chickenpox ever again. But if you get it as an adult, it could potentially kill you. And that was the science that we knew at the time. And this is the thing about science. Science is a field that when it finds something is wrong, it corrects it. And the wrong thing is, is that we should not be getting chicken pox at all because it can later turn on into shingles and, and ruin your life in other ways. We didn't know it then. We know it now. That's why we have da, 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 a chicken pox vaccine. Because that is the better way to handle chicken pox now. See, we grow, we live, we and we learn, and we move forward. Rather than denying the shit because, well, I went through chicken pox, my son should go, no, 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 no. My son should not ever have to deal with that shit. And that is because we know what happens, what could potentially happen as adults. We know what could potentially happen um that uh, shingles it can spread to other people. Why would I want him to go through that and potentially come a risk to others, especially people in the medical community who are trying to help people like me? Um, I would love to hear the news that my generation is the last generation to ever have to worry about chicken pox. Sure, it doesn't kill you as a kid, but I mean, itching is batshit crazy. Okay, and then if you scratched them and you itched them, you could get scarring. No kid needs that. Yeah, you got enough to deal with with acne yeah. as it is. And 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 that's not even getting on the shingles topic. Yeah, you know, anybody who has never heard uh, had had either had shingles or had somebody in their family who had shingles and spending time with those people have no idea what shingles is like. They really don't. And that's a horrible, and it's not that it's a horrible thing that they don't know what it's like. It's it's a horrible thing to have. Joseph, yeah, I'm just going. I'm wondering about, um, you know, I'm, I'm becoming increasingly persuaded that uh, we're ninety percent governed by our subconscious, and. Um, you know, there's people, the anti-baskers, anti-vaxxers, whatever. I don't think they even know why they're behaving the way they're behaving. And I'm almost wondering if it's a kind of like a Darwinian instinct to um, watch over your children and see which one of them make it through, you know, uh, sickness or whatever. Um it's kind of like a Darwinian test. Uh, 
you know, if your kids don't make it through, well, we're watching. So if they don't make it through, I guess we're going to have to make more kids. It's it's almost. That's. Animalistic. I don't know. I, I really, you know, just like watching this, I, I don't know how to describe it, but. No, I, um, I hear you. And. I will admit there's a, there's a part of me that is absolutely disgusted with the concept itself. But I also know that if, uh, how, how, okay, how far back did this go? Uh, the turn of the 20th century, I think, it was still not unusual for children to make, to make it what? Um, to like, three years old and just die because of the way the stuff was. Even to the 1920s, it was normal to have nine kids and have three survive. Man. Just the idea that some of that could still be in the social consciousness, that scares the living shit out of me. Well, the social consciousness—I'd call it the social subconsciousness. Fair. That seems to be what's going on. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. the The idea that that could even be, though, still, that that absolutely terrifies me, because that means that there are people, there is a strata of humanity that does not care about the suffering of children of our own species of young. They might pull over and help a kitten on the side of the road before they would do the barest minimum of what we know we can do for our own children. How disgusting a thought is that? No, I don't know what to say. No, I, I, I don't either. And I'm, I'm sorry that my brain even considered uh, how disgusting that that all is. Wow. Um, you know, I keep going with, you know, where we we watch the news, and you know, sometimes it's like watching the human zoo, and. One thing that's missing from our society, I think, is just, you know, like I always say, we're born with a set of tools that really isn't adapted to modern society. So we have to learn to, um, you know, retrain that shit. But instead, you know, because of our lack of education um, and... Uh, our lack of self-governance, you know, we're falling back to these tools and we're just seeing this behavior become rampant in, in society and we see the damage it does. So, I mean, the only solution is to really just uh, teach people to think, uh, why the fuck did I think just, why, did, why the fuck did I think what I just thought, you know? To examine self-examination and uh, a sense of responsibility. Yeah, there's that. Uh, 
Self-governance, basically. Mm. Stephanie's got a point. Personally, I think parents who refuse the vac- uh, to vaccinate their children are guilty of neglect. I have a hard time arguing with that. And the biggest problem that we've got is, at least here in the U.S., I have no idea how it translates elsewhere, there is, for the most part, a eight eight. I don't even know how to properly describe it. Parents, generally speaking, are allowed to do, for the most part, whatever it is that they want to do with their children, with this caveat, so long as they are not doing active harm. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to beat your kids. You're not allowed to feed them alcohol. You're not allowed. Well, consider that poisoning them. Joey will will go with me on that one because you know alcohol is a poison. The 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 problem of it is, it's not withholding vaccination is not active harm. It's passive harm. And that's where the problem comes in. Yeah, freedom stops. Well, it's not harm. It's Yeah, it is harm. But you have to pass by uh, um, putting somebody else at risk of harm, actually. Putting somebody else in a dangerous situation. Yeah. And freedom stops when your freedom demonstrably demonstrably uh, put somebody else in danger or harms them. Yeah. Yeah, I believe the uh, the old expression has been uh, your rights end at the tip of my nose. Your, sorry, your right to swing your fist ends at the tip of my nose. Yeah. But in this case, yeah, what we're dealing with is causing passive harm. And I, I also want to make sure that folks understand there's a difference between hurt and harm. And there is a whole other topic that can go along with this one, but that's for another night. Hurt, you recover from, it's no big thing. All things, all things are equal. You might be a little upset. You might be a little uncomfortable for a while, but eventually, relatively quickly, you get over it, whatever it is. Harm? Yeah. Harm stays with you. Harm changes you. And that's not a good thing. I'm going to underline the the risk, putting somebody at risk. I mean, not vaccinating your kids, is the, for me, in my head anyways, is the equivalent of uh, what comes to mind is, uh, you remember these photos from the... Uh, the construction of the Empire State Building. You got people like basically sitting on girders, like over empty space. It's like putting your kid at the end of one of those girders, you know, without a strap or anything. God, you made 
No, I, I, I got you. You're, you're making me think of uh, some of the old Tom and Jerry shorts, kids just climbing through an entire construction site up on the I-beams and stuff flo- floating around from, from position to position, the kids just following. God, I'm going to have to try to find yeah, one never, <laughs> never mind that the kids shouldn't be on a, on a construction site in the first place, but anyway. Agreed. Agreed. But still, no, you, you've, you've, got a, you've got a good point. You know, and and now it's not just the kids that are in the position of they're not allowed to get this particular vaccination because at the moment, guys, help me out. Is it still is the cutoff still 12 years old? 15 for FDA authorization. They're still doing they're still doing age 12. Yeah, to age twelve with the EUA. Okay. So, but it's not FDA approved. Um, you know, for age twelve yet, they're still working on that. Okay. Does that make sense? No, it it, it does. It does. It's. <sighs> Legally, it makes a difference. In actuality, it really doesn't because the some kids are able to get it and that's good i know i know the formulation needs to be adjusted the dosage needs to be adjusted for kids mm-hmm. who are younger because i mean uh, i mean let's face it you you're not going to give the same dosage to a kid as you would to a horse. Yes, I'm I'm kind of backtracking a little bit. Tech, the, there you go. You get your thing right there. There you go. <laughs> the but you're also not going to give the same dosage to an infant that you would to an adult. Right. I mean, you you just not. But the question is, what dosage is good enough and that's where the the art of medicine comes into play yeah see art real medicine is called medicine it's not called alternative medicine it's called medicine Mm -hmm. okay you might find alternative style of treatments for things but medicine's medicine end of story when is it not medicine when it's the wrong dose or when it's not medicine at all. When it's the wrong dose, it's a poison. Something that is designed to be dosed for an animal is not designed. It's not dosed out. And I'm not a doctor here, but even this part I know because, well, let's just say I actually graduated school and I paid attention in science class. And, you know, we did talk about the abuse of medications and what overdosing on any medication can do. And that is destroy the human body in different and unique ways, depending on what the medication is. So if you take a dewormer that is designed to remove worm infections from animals that are four, five, six times your body weight, Bad things are going to happen. One of them is not the prevention of COVID, but possibly your death. And as a reminder, for anybody that doesn't think about it, yes, you can overdose on water. 
Yeah. yeah. There were people who here, here's the fun fact. You can get high off of water by drinking several gallons of it. It destabilizes the saline balance in your body. Hold on a second. The problem is Hold on a second. you get high off of it for less of a time frame. Okay. The high lasts for less, less experiencing of it than a whip it, which is inhaling the little bit of gas that came out of a can of a spray whipped cream. Okay. And that, and you get high for like five or 10 seconds on a whip it. So people went to extreme, somebody went to extreme length of drinking gallons of water to get high for just a few seconds with running the very real risk of dying. Yeah. People want to go ahead and get themselves high. There's an easy way to do that. Hyperventilate. <laughs> oh, there's that too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You Helium. can, you can overdose on air. Yeah. Helium will get you high too. If you have enough balloons. I still love the idea of getting a whole bunch of those blow that up was dolls. Bad. Getting a whole bunch of those blow up dolls and doing, you know, having released all at the same time when people think that the rapture is going to happen. I still love that concept. This only- hey, I was going to go. I was going to go around with string and like get people, you know, a fishing line and uh, fish uh, the souls as they floated upwards and catch them by the toes and then sell people balloons to pe- to other people who haven't floated away yet. Oh, you didn't get taken? <laughs> no, didn't you? Know, you? <laughs> I wonder why. I, I, put lead, I put lead weights in my shoes. You know, dosage does matter on these things, which is, you know, why they're still doing, you know, testing for, you know, six months and up. Yeah. You know, if you go to the store to get something to reduce fever, you know, you have, you know, the adult dosage of Tylenol and you have baby Tylenol and baby Motrin and toddler formulation of Tylenol Motrin. Yeah. When I was you know, a kid. It matters. When I was a kid, it was not at all uncommon. And I can still taste the stuff in, in, on my tongue all these decades later. It was not unusual as a kid to take a specific brand of aspirin. St. Joseph's. St. Joe's. And then we found out that there was the real possibility of, um, I believe it's called Rise. Thank you. And then all of a sudden, mm, yeah, parents, don't do that to your kids anymore. We've got some aspirin under age 12. Yeah, we got something better for you. And now, do parents use aspirin for their kids? With doctor telling you, yes, but here's how you're going to do it, and here's the dosage? A very, very, very rare thing these days for it to ever happen. Very fleetingly rare. Because it's still a valuable resource. But now... Like you said, got Tylenol, you got uh, Advil, you got uh, Motrin, you've got kid versions of other stuff that helps so that they don't get poisoned, for lack of a better way of putting it. Yep. Although uh, even adult strength stuff, you would have to take a lot in order to overdose properly on Tylenol. You can still do it, but it's kind of hard to... It's, it, you could really screw up your liver, though. You could. Tylenol. You could. You could. But the, the, the point that I'm getting at is, yes, you can overdose, 
but you have to work at it. Then again, most people that are looking to overdose on it are kind of working at it. So I guess I'm just... anyway, anyway, I mean, could be worse. Do you know how many people, do you know how many people overdose on uh dihydrogen mono, uh, monoxide or monoxide? Excuse me. I'm a few. There are a few. There are also a couple of uh, turkeys out in the wild that every once in a while just look up at the sky and. Girl. Supposedly. But, yeah. Well, I mean, no offense, but when your when your si- when your brain is literally the size of a pea, I think it's a walnut. Well, anyway. Anyway. Um, So what I was saying, though, about the art of medicine. Medicine is not an exact science. It is and it isn't. We know what a we know what a lot of very specific chemicals do to living tissues and bodies. But the how much of it question is one of the biggest ones of all. And that's where it gets to be an art because you dial in what effect you're looking to get. And there's a certain amount that will work for adults. There's a certain amount that will work for various four or five times the size of a human animal. And then there's an infant. I just had a thought about uh, if if I was to summarize, uh, quote unquote, alternative me- medicine, um, okay. the term, uh, I would say uh, just hasn't been tested yet. There is some truth to that. But alternatively, no, no, no demonstrable results. That's that's entirely possible. Maybe not peer reviewed. Maybe that's a better way of describing it. The point is, is that if it's not if it's not properly done, medicine is not medicine. It is now potentially a poison. It's potentially a placebo. It's potentially your lunch. But it's not medicine. When it goes through all the vigors, rigors, and testing, and peer review, and uh, so on, and it's shown to have some kind of positive effect in a way, shape, or form that outdoes negative effects or negative side effects, then we classify it as a medication. Okay, and the point is, is that those medications are. D- sometimes the discovery of its specific use is accidental. Yep. Sometimes uh, they find exactly what they're looking for. Um, Sometimes they're going off of, um, you know, folklore of, Hey, this thing does this. And well, let's investigate that. And they throw money at it and they throw research at it and they throw science at it. And it's like, guess what? It's not a rumor. This actually works this way. Okay, great. And, um, if I remember correctly, uh, it was something like some 
I forget what the origin of aspirin was, but it was something along that lines of, you know, people investigated this. It had this effect. They put science behind it. And they turned to determine this effect to be legitimate. But what everything, but everything has a, a negative effect. There's, um, because there is such a fine line between medicine and poison. And that fine line might be body weight. It might be, uh, chemical balances in the body. You know, wh what the chemical balance of an average human body versus a horse is going to be two different things. You know, cows have four freaking stomachs for crying out loud. Well, four sections of a stomach. Humans have one. Well, you know, something I that's designed, but you get the point. Something that's designed to go through multiple stages of a cow's stomach. And you put that in a human being, it's not going to work right. I wish I had that excuse for the size of my stomach right now. But the point is, is that Facebook is not a multi-billion trillion dollar entity that goes out and studies medication. Neither is Google nor Reddit. As much as I like Reddit, no, it's not. Okay. The people that are on there. There are some doctors that have accounts, but they're not the CDC, okay? The CDC as a whole does not exist solely on Facebook or Reddit or Google or any of that. The CDC has their own website for crying out loud. You want information from the CDC? Go there. Not your buddy who owns the, the, the garage down the street that's, you know, three months behind on his payments, who's trying to sell you a dewormer at, you know, street prices because he heard it cures COVID. Yeah. The guy, just, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Just for, for me, you know, alternative medicine or people pushing quack remedies. It's just like, it's a total lack of responsibility. I'm just putting shit out there and like, who the hell cares what damage it does? Yeah. Whereas, like, how, like hair in, uh, as a tampon replacement. What? Yeah, you've never heard of that? That was a quack thing. People no. were trying to try, people were trying to uh claim that if you braided hair properly, you could use it as a tampon substitute. That oh, was a God. long time ago. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. You. It was a long time ago. But the point is is that people do say and do really stupid shit. You didn't hear that come out of the CDC. You didn't hear that come out from a guy, OBGYN. You want to learn about tampon technology? You can go to the manufacturers, but they're kind of biased because they're selling a product. Or you could go to an OBGYN. That's a very good idea. Um, there's another piece to this, too, that I think is worth delving, uh, backing up a little bit and delving into now. That... Yes, there are some people that are going to go ahead and sell you a line of bullshit, figurative or literal. But that's part of the problem. There are some people that are intentionally banking, quite literally, on the fear, uncertainty, and doubt that these people have been scooped up into in order to sell. Uh, and help me out, anybody... The, I believe the technical term again is snake oil. Well, it, this this is what I see prevalent in society is just there's 
seems to be a general tendency. Uh, people tend to trust rather than think for themselves. They value the judgment. Don't make value judgments. They they tend to just blindly listen to their leader, provider, decider, whoever they've chosen to make all the decisions for them. And yeah, of course, there's people cashing in on it. And I think even, you know, it sounds kind of like a conspiracy theory, but I'm, I'm sure there's an undercurrent of people are actually being, you know, molded to behave this way because it's profitable to so many people or so few people. Sorry to be uh, silent for a second here. Just on a whim, just on a whim, I tried a little Google Foo. I put in braided hair tampon. And I'm going to use this as an example of people or groups cashing in on stuff. The entire first page of hits on Google for me right now. I have stuff about Tampax from Pinterest. Why? I don't know. I have a South Park clip from YouTube. I don't know why. I'm not going to try to open it up because it'll play in the background. I've got a history of tampons from the Atlantic and then everything after that are advertisements. Walgreens, CVS, Walmart, and then a review of different tampons from the New York Times. Google is a fucking cesspool now. If you try to find anything, if you want, if you want real information about anything, um, since probably around six months now, I've noticed this change. You, you have no chance of finding anything. Well, you, you know, can. Google is a crawler. Okay, for people who don't understand what that is, is Google is a series of systems that goes out and scours the web for keywords, and then based on the keywords, the order that they're in, and a bunch of different algorithms, it returns those as results for your inquiry. That's why you can word things, you can word the same sentence differently, and actually get different answers. Unlike when you go to retail store and you ask, "Do you have any left in stock?" They say no. They say, "Well, can you check the back?" They're still out, no matter how many different ways you ask. Sorry, retail flashback. Um, I got you. But <laughs> but but the point is, is that um, you know, I I know you remember this, Susan. I mean, we we had Metacrawler, we had Alta Vista, we had all these different search engines, and because of the diff, they all ran different algorithms and base sets and such, and they uh, had different targets. Depending on whether or not you were looking for sports statistics or you were looking for a technical uh, issue or you were looking for something about, you know, maybe a home recipe for food, you'd use different browsers. But everybody uses or use different, uh, sorry, not browsers, but search engines, mm -hmm. different crawlers. And now it's a case of oh, you. everybody uses predominantly Google, sometimes Bing, and maybe Yahoo. You know, and, and that's 
kind of mostly it. There's DuckDuckGo if you'd actually like a little bit more of your privacy. Um, and these engines don't just do the search. They also save the results, you know, for that search. So when other people do similar searches and they, those results are cached, those get saved and it starts assigning algorithms on weight metrics, meaning assigning a weight to a result. So the top result might not actually be the best result. And that's what we're seeing a lot of right now in Google. That, that is true. And there, there's a lot to that. And oh, that's, yeah, there, there, there are colleges that teach courses chief, on how to design. Chief, uh, no, no. What I'm, uh, the, the point is, chief, is that it's so complex. What? Moving past this part. Okay. We know that this is a thing. Yeah. The point that I'm going with, however, is that even with one of the more trusted groups, the stuff that we're trying to find out isn't there. The stuff, yeah. the majority of stuff is selling a product. Mm-hmm. Where I'm going with this is that we know full well that these groups, the very few that there are at this point, will end up generating money through clicks. So if somebody wants to game the system, game the crawlers, game the, the, the systems, in order to get clicks towards them for all of these quack remedies that, that people are saying are going to do wonders for you that are not going to do jack shit or actively harm you, they can conceivably game the system well enough to get money into their pockets at the expense of, well, who's going to stop them? People bought it because we were selling it as a novelty item for people to put on their shelves. It's not our fault. They went ahead and they used them and well, ended up in a vegetative coma. And who's going to stop them? That's why I rely so heavily on studies, legitimate studies. And, you know, if I can't find the information on CDC website or the National Institutes of Health website, then I will go look for things, you know, on JAMA or New England Journal of Medicine, something like that. Yeah, but the problem of it is, we, because it's not just you, we, collectively, Mm -hmm. we, the crap crew, Mm -hmm. we would take the time to go ahead and look this stuff up because we have at least a modicum of understanding of how to go looking for stuff. And again, a modicum of understanding of what to be interested in once you find, hopefully, the right information. And most people won't. And that's why, you know, Dr. Mercola is all over the freaking place. And that's part of the reason that has made, and here, here's where we come all the way back to the top of the, the top of the musical page here, guys, Doc Hoppe. And part of this is why what is going on in Texas, in Florida, where these mandates of thou shalt not do the minimum effort to safeguard yourselves and others is so frightening because people are simply, uh, Joseph will go with me, people are simply just allowing their 
their chosen providers of information to just say, okay, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll follow you. You don't want me to go ahead and get a jab of, of magic. Don't kill me juice. You don't want me to put a, a piece of cloth in front of my face. Sure. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, up until the point where, you know, you're laying in the hospital bed and you're pleading for your family to go and get them themselves vaccinated, which happened recently, as I recall, for a number of people. And these people in positions of authority abjectly just don't care. Yeah, care. No, they don't care. They're more concerned with their own comfort and their own desires to care about the human beings around them. They never have cared. They may have said they cared. They may have donated money here or there to a few little groups to make themselves feel good or to make themselves look good when they bragged about it. But they never truly cared because it's different when you say you care and you just donate to a random group and you get the tax write-off and you have a nice day. Sure, it's going to have a positive effect, but you don't really care. But when you're walking past that person who's hungry or homeless or whatever, and they're, they're asking for money for some food and you say, Hey, let's go get something to eat. What do you like? And you take them and you make sure that they get fed and that they're full and they have some extras and, you know, maybe take some back if they have any uh, associate friends or, or people that they spend time with. That's caring, you know, and not doing it so that you can video it and put it on the net, but just doing it. That's caring. Putting a simple piece of cloth over your nose and mouth, not just your mouth, but your nose and your mouth shows that you care about other people. It's not a hard thing to do. You see people all over China and Japan and all these other countries do that when they have these kinds of outbreaks that can float through the air. But the you, you call me a snowflake because I think that you should not be using a harsh language against other people. And yet you're too much of a snowflake to put on a mask. Huh. Hypocritical son of a bitch. Yes. Well, the whole the whole GOP stance right now is hypocritical because you know supposedly they're for smaller government and you know allowing businesses to self regulate and all of that crap. And then when the businesses decide that they're going to do something and step in and regulate, then their governors are like, "Oh no, you can't do that." Yeah. As an aside, by the way, just to make sure everybody understands. The idea of wearing uh, a sick mask, for lack of a better way of putting it, in uh, areas specifically like Japan, and I can I I will only speak about Japan because I had the opportunity of visiting there once. Granted, it was a long time ago, but it is not at all uncommon for that to have happen. If somebody has a sick, and they still have to go along their day because they're not you know bedridden, they got a cold, they got. They, they got a flu. You know, they've they've got a they've got a thing. They will wear a. They're sold in stores, like you know, just simple. It's a simple. It's a simple uh, mask with you know uh, ties on or, or 
ear bungees. It's not too much different than wearing like a, if, um, give, uh, what, what's a good example? If somebody were to use, um, gauze, you know, oversized gauze for, you know, covering a, uh, a larger cut or something and then put, you know, uh, adhesive over the top of it. That's effectively what it's like. You don't need, you know, something that's going to be filtering out everything out of somebody's face. You need to make sure that if you cough, if you sneeze, it's not going anywhere. It's, it's staying with you on your face. And when, you know, this way you can be out, people recognize that they should be staying a, a little bit away from you because you're sick. You're protecting everybody from spittle. And it's just, a th it's not even a thing. It's just, you know, it's what you do. You don't even think about it. You just, you just do. But for whatever reason, here and in a lot of other places, and Stephanie, I know you guys have been getting that shit over there too, and up in Canada too, I know, and a lot of Australia. other places, Australia, which is, that one absolutely baffles me. But it's just a non-issue. It's just what you do. Because you're taking care of everybody else around you. And that's what the big difference is. So, let me kind of back up a little bit to a piece that was said uh, earlier. Uh, the idea that these politicians are effectively doing what we talked about earlier, uh, where they are effectively killing off their own believers. This whole bastardization of Darwin Awards, of political eugenics, sadly is going to have an effect in the future. It no. really will, and not in a good way, and not in the very, very far distant future either. I mean, there are a couple of, of you know things. There's enough people who have died in Florida now that it's more than the margin of error that, that DeSantis won by, as far as, you know, his, you know, votes. So it could potentially flip the state blue just because he's killed off his constituents, maybe. But the other thing that I've been thinking about is, you know, most people that are, you know, in their 50s and older have a small part pox scar on their arm, you know, and kids today have no idea what that is when they see it because they don't have one. But at some point in the future, we're going to have a whole generation of people with scars on their throats from having to be intubated. And people are going to go, hey, what's that? And it's going to be, oh, this was from COVID. Over in the chat, Gloria apparently found out how to use the uh, uh, emojis. That's that's brilliant. Well, well done over there. Sheeple beware. Oh, capital letters. Paper and cloth are a breeding ground for microbes. Each time you touch your mask, you are hand-delivering fungi. Okay, first off, you know, congratulations, you got the right, uh, you got the right uh, term there. Bacteria and viruses. Uh, 
again, you, you got the right one. Uh, you really should have been using the Oxford comma, but you know, whatever. Uh, to a porous, I don't know if that's spelled right or not, slash moist breeding ground. Um, well, there is something to that. And that's why those are disposable. Disposable. And you keep washing your hands and you keep using disinfectant. I mean, what a concept. We don't keep using the same paper napkins for, you know, three days at a clip. Or toilet paper or Kleenex. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, being, being nice about it, I get where you're coming from, but it's not an issue. No, no. So don't worry about it. Although, by the way, uh, as, as in a, oh, that's the English. That's why. Okay. Thank you. I didn't even think about it. By the way, did you guys hear that there was, uh, some, somebody who put on 10 surgical masks and ran a kilometer in like 30 degrees C heat just to prove that, yes, you can actually breathe through these damn things while doing exercise in the middle of heat and you're not going to die from it. Did, did you guys hear about this? No, no I didn't. But but it's not surprising. But I remember in um, 2020, we had, um, you know, older people that were coming out and saying, hey, look, uh, I got to be on oxygen and I wear a mask or I've got asthma from, you know, so many years of smoking and I go out to the grocery store, I wear a mask and I can do my shopping. And why can't you, if you're strong and virile and 30 years old and join the gym every day, what, what's your excuse, sweetheart? You know, things like that. So, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's just a more extreme of stuff that I've already been hearing since, you know, 15 months ago. Gloria. I'm going to stop you now because Gloria is now making this, this whole thing about, um, uh, uh, how is it pronounced again? Ivermectin? Ivermectin. Ivermectin has been labeled one of the triumvirate. Okay. Again, good, good word. A little too highbrow for us, but you know, that that's okay. Rush that. is the only triumvirate we're interested in. Okay. Whatever. Uh, of human drugs ranked top three among all time, all important essential drugs in history, along with penicillin and aspirin, Daily Express, Malaysia. Um, you know what? That's nice. Doesn't work for COVID, but. Yeah, that's, that's, that's nice information. Listen, if you've got some, if you've got some valuable information for us to look at and review, by all means, I invite you. And, and I'm not saying this ironically. I invite you drop a link to a study for us to look at and review. I give you my word, and these guys will tell you this actually means something to me. I give you my word. If you give us a link to a study to review, I will make sure that I read through and review your study. I give um, you my word. Now, I will too. Yeah. But we want peer-reviewed. If it comes from Dr. McCullough or, you know, um, Sherry Tenpenny, we're not interested because that beer quacks. 
you know, but if you find it in Med Archive or, you know, JAMA or New England Journal of Medicine, you know, or on the NIH website, please feel free to share. Absolutely. Because if we are, if we are missing valuable information, I need to know. Yeah. And uh, I can speak for myself. I don't know that I can speak for everybody on this, but I think I probably could. If there's something that we don't know about that we should, that's going to be like saving people's lives, including our own, by the way, because, you know, we're kind of selfish that way. We'd like to know. And like I said, I do not say that in any way, shape or form, disparaging or ironic. If you'd like to just drop an email over to podcast at holy crap, the vlogcast, you can do that too. And, you know, we'll review it as, as time permits. So there you go. And, um, well, I wonder how we suddenly got like a, a whole bunch of new people viewing. I wonder how that worked out. All right. Suzanne. Same as last week. Well, no, last week was more problematic. This week, there's actually people who are interacting and, and being very nice. So, Suzanne, oh, wow. hi. Thank you. Uh, it said, um, when I was training, one in 2,500 children were autistic. Now it's one in 250. At the moment, the only logical explanation for this is the MMR vaccine. Dr. Kenneth Aitken. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Small problem with that. Um, no. So I'll tell you the same thing. If there is a study that shows this, please link us to the study and we will review it to the best of our knowledge. What you are giving this particular quote is, um, false to the best of our knowledge at this time. So by all means, link us, we'll review it and we'll go from there. So thank you. Um, the, okay, 15 minutes. I mean, we could go with the good old adage of with the next 15 minutes that we've got left, um, what fun ways could we persuade the governor of Texas to change his stance on everything? But somehow or other, I don't think people really want to go to his house and rip it apart board by board like they used to do in days of yore. Although I'd love to see that happen again. That'd be funny. I think that more of the schools and the businesses who are concerned about this need to just do their thing and put their mandates in place and take it to court. And I especially think that some of the children that are, you know, special needs, they really should sue because you know, they're supposed to be guaranteed an education in a safe environment. And we already know that some of the you know children with Down syndrome and things like that are more susceptible to COVID. And I think they have legitimate grounds to sue. And I think that's what it's going to take is more businesses getting involved in doing their own mandates. When I read where Delta Airlines is slapping a $200 uh, surcharge on the unvaccinated for their insurance premiums. And, you know, that's fair. I had read that they're spending about $50,000 per, you know, person who 
you know, is getting COVID and it's going to cause their rates to go up dramatically. So I think, you know, they, they charge smokers extra for insurance. So why not then vaccinated? Makes sense. Yeah. I've been seeing where some people have been saying, when are the, uh, when are the health workers in places like Texas and Florida going to start prioritizing those that have been vaccinated versus those that have refused vaccination for treatment? Well, legally they can't, but where that would come into play is if they're looking at who's got a better chance of recovery versus who doesn't, that will, you know, uh, prioritize vaccinated people most of the time. Because, you know, if you're in a situation where you have limited resources and, you know, only one person can get something, you're going to go to whoever has a better chance of survival. And we already know now that people who have not been vaccinated are about 285 times more likely to die if they're hospitalized. So, I mean, those are the numbers. It really, really hurts. It really hurts me to think that there are people that have been refusing the magic don't let me die juice. And they are actively, I don't know that we can call it actively. No, because the vast majority of these folks are just going ahead and not wearing masks either because they think they can get away with it because, well, I can look like I've been vaccinated and nobody's going to stop me. So, bleh. Or I don't care what happens to you. I'm ready. I'm willing to take that risk and I don't care about you. So, yeah, it is fair to say that in some way these people are actively harming people. Well, they are. Um, yeah, there was, there was a vet in Houston that died from gallstones because he could not get a bed for a 30 minute procedure and for the doctor to have to tell him and his mom, you're going to die without, you know, surgery, but we don't have a bed. There's nothing we can do. And we know that you are going to die. And he died because he was in Houston. And I can send you a link to that if you want it. CBS carried it. No. But that was a shame. And the doctor was like, I have never, ever, ever had a patient die from gallstones before until COVID. And this was just a couple of days ago. I mean, totally preventable. I had gallstones. I had it backing up the bile into my liver. My liver was literally digesting itself. Mm -hmm. I know what that pain is. I absolutely cannot imagine what that guy must have been like. I and to know can. that he was going to die for want of a bed. And by the time that they finally found one to air vacuum to, it was too late. 
And that was an unnecessary death. And there's going to be more like that. Oh, and by the way, to uh, Suzette, with all the spamming stuff from every single Facebook page ever, uh, the one that I do want to hit on is that wonderful little 2020 uh, article in Science Magazine, which is an opinion piece, um, not talking about the efficacy of an actual vaccine that was potentially made from human fetal cells. Instead, it's more of an article about how multiple religious organizations don't want a vaccine that's made from human fetal cells, regardless of its efficacy. And I say this, uh, guess what? If human fetal cells can make a vaccine that's 100% effective against COVID-19, I say go for it. Why? Because you can actually get fetal cells without killing anything. It's called preserving um, the uh, umbilical cord. And what's the other part, Bridget, uh, when a baby's born? Placenta. Yeah, the placenta. There's plenty of fetal cells in there, stem cells, that can be utilized without harming a single child. It doesn't have to come from an aborted child. In fact, uh, if I remember correctly, we passed laws a long time ago banning that. Uh, because people were getting butt hurt over, well, it's a dead kid. We shouldn't make best use possible. Let's just bury it. And I was like, um, do you have any idea how big the little the size of a fetus is? No, no, they didn't. No. Um, she's talking about but, using lines from back in the seventies. I mean, oh the yeah, even said it's a non-issue. So just yeah. get over it. Yeah, Suzette, seriously, a lot of the stuff that you're posting is debunked material or it's opinion articles or it's just that kind of stuff. Seriously. And you're not actually posting your sources. You're saying this person said it, but you're not actually posting where it was said. And some of these things that you do have, like the science one, it's just an opinion piece. Okay, so really, you're just flooding our chat with crap that doesn't work. And that's one of the reasons why I got off of Facebook, because people were flooding crap that, you know, is crap. So seriously, thanks. Welcome to the show. But mm, yeah, we've had this before and it doesn't work. I follow some real nurses on Twitter. And go see some of their videos from ICU units and all of the alarms going off constantly. That's telling them that their patients are dying and can't get oxygen and there's not a goddamn thing they can do about it. Go watch some of those. Mm-hmm. Watch the actual um, videos with children actually suffering from whooping cough. Okay. Actually watch the videos of people dying from E. coli infections. All right, watching, watch videos of what organs look like when they're taking it out of people who have died from things that liquefy their organs. Okay, don't actually just go on Facebook and go, oh, this person over here said it, and everybody else is saying, yeah, it's real, so it must be real. No, that's not how that works. Now, I'm. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm going to close that that whole part of it all off with this. 
If you want to be complaining about where cells come from, go look up, what was her name? Henrietta Lacks. You can also look it up as the immortal cells. Henrietta Lacks has given so much of herself without even having known about it originally. For medical research, her cell line has been used for literal decades, saved innumerable numbers of people because the cells that they used from her apparently have not died for decades and decades. Do we experiment using what we have? Yes. And if that's squeamish for you, I'm terribly sorry. But bottom line, unless you've got actual figures for us to look at instead of just quotes out of the back of somebody's book, I'm sorry, but you're not going to be changing any names. You're not going to be changing any faces. You're not going to be changing any opinions. You know what? That whole virtual signing crap statement you just made, that's bullshit. Don't trust your intuition. I'm sorry, but my intuition tells me to take a dewormer to get rid of COVID-19. Something's wrong with my intuition. It's not functioning properly. And that's probably because I'm not a doctor, which means that when my doctor says, no, a dewormer will not kill a virus that my intuition should be telling me I need to listen to that. Okay. Because that person, especially a virologist, somebody who studies viruses understands exactly why a dewormer won't work. Okay. And what you're doing, by the way, uh, flooding this channel with so many statements and such is something that we see a lot in apologetics, especially religious apologetics. What they do is they flood with statement after statement after statement after statement so that their opponent has to spend so much time pointing out why they're wrong and showing the evidence of how they're wrong that they can't get onto their own points. And then uh, Trump used this, by the way. Trump mm -hmm. did this so many times that people couldn't get in their statements, that they didn't have the time for the things that they needed to talk about. You see it in every single uh, apologetics um, uh, debate between any of the major atheists out there, um, like um, uh, Richard, Hick uh, uh, Richard Dawkins, um, just to name one. <laughs> Uh, uh, Christopher Hitchens, every single one of them, they all did this stuff. So what you're doing, it's something that we've seen. And frankly, it's boring. It's old. And um, yeah, it's like Stephanie said, it's a gish gallop. Okay. They have a name for what you're doing. So doing that doesn't convince anybody. Bye-bye. And at this point, Suzette, you're in the timeout. You're muted. Yeah. And if you're unhappy with that, I'm sorry. We gave you every opportunity to prove it by giving us an actual link to something. Telling us, go do your homework, 
I'm not going to do it for you. We've already done our homework and then some for over a year now. Yeah. Yeah. And and telling us that, you know, we're, we're just for for virtue signaling. It's like, no, no, we're not because virtue signaling is why the reason why people are taking dewormers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My fallback go-to is Trump. Uh, He's an example of the Gish Gallup in what he did uh, during his tenure. Because okay. if we were to say. He was an excellent example of it. Yes. Because if we were yeah. to say the Gish Gallup, nobody currently has a, a movie that can play in their head immediately where they understand this is Mr. Gish. This is the Gallup that he did. They don't get that. You need something that is readily apparent that somebody can just play in their head immediately and he is the prime choice currently yeah if it's something that's relative in like the last five to ten years you're going to be able to have a bigger audience get the general picture of what you're talking about when you do that versus referencing a movie that might be 50 years old that might be obscure or a book that maybe only a hundred people in the U S have read, or um, it seems like reading has become a lot less popular. Uh, some, uh, in, including the concept of debate. Um, I mean, people don't realize that if two people are going into a debate, if one of those two people had the mentality of no matter what my opponent says, I cannot be convinced out of my stance that I'm taking. Then that person has already lost because they're not open to listening to the other side. Um, <laughs> I would like to interrupt just for a second and say, as far as like doing our homework, I recently left a job in you know, working for a hematology oncology practice and have been seeing what COVID has been doing ever since it first hit over a year ago here. And I promise you, if something like ivermectin or something like that worked, our doctors would have been giving it to our patients. It has not worked. And as far as doing homework, I was required to stay on top of the quote-unquote homework as part of my job. Last statement. To go peddle that elsewhere. Last statement. Pola, the only reason that you're here is so that you can stir shit. Because that's what you're trying to do. Are we socialists? Immaterial. Are we Democrats? Republican? Independent? Futurists? Denialists? Calvinists? Again, doesn't matter. What we are is afraid for our fellow man's safety. Bottom line, that's it. Doesn't matter anything else beyond that. And if that's and not good enough, then may I sincerely say, go fuck yourself. And, you know, there are plenty of people who do care about their fellow human being that are making decisions that are actually getting them hurt. And it comes from a seat of misinformation. 
And it's really hard when you're flooded with tons and tons and tons of information to filter out what you've got. Uh, mm, okay. Yes, it's been documented as a dewormer. So calling us ignorant and self-righteous, yes, you're a troll. Have a nice day. At this point, as far as those are concerned, I'm going to give one opportunity. If there's a link to a study that comes through, they'll stay. Otherwise, they're going to get booted. You know, it's funny. I add, uh, I add actual like hashtag links for the, uh, for the show's notes. And suddenly we get people coming out of the woodwork. I wonder why that is. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Huh. Oh, well. I find it interesting that um, out of all the random uh, get, uh, visitors that we've had, most of them are the ones that are trying to say, oh, you know, uh, we're just angry at the world. That's why we're atheists. Or, oh, uh, we just don't want to take a dewormer because we're socialists. Or, you know, on and on and on. And I've lost count of the few. <laughs> so... Yeah. Oh, you know, it's really interesting is I'm seeing of these accounts, Asian pictures, uh, well, pictures of what appear to be Asian women. And I think these are just troll accounts is what they are. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. There's another one right there. But when all is said and done, I want people to be able to say, I don't agree with them, but I can have a conversation with that group. I always want that to be the case. We're running out of time. Yeah, there's a difference between having a conversation and then trying to control the conversation with either attacking the person, trying to run a gish gallop in the comment section, or just all out, you know, uh, (laughs) trying to... uh, uh, say that we're stupid. You know, again, attacking somebody's character isn't going to do it. Uh, 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 on the other hand, if you come and say, hey, look, I saw this report on this medication. Here's the link to the report. The report comes from the CDC or it comes from a manufacturer of the drug. And here's a study that was done on it. It was done through such and such university. Here's the link to the report from the study at the university and so on. These are legitimate ways to convince somebody to change a stance. But to pressure them by saying, oh, you must be a socialist or you have a cock in your mouth or which actually happened, which is why the person got muted. Um, and uh, insulting somebody's intelligence aren't ways to do it. When I called Trump an idiot, it was a, a while back. It was because of the advice that he was giving out that was demonstrably wrong. It was an idiotic stance. It was an idiotic statement. And he was not intelligent enough for doing it. But we're not here to talk about t- Trump. We're talking about what's going on with Texas and Florida and all these other places where <clears throat> you have people in positions of power who are abusing it, giving out bad information, trying to force people to their will to do certain things. And when uh, 
the, the turnaround to that is, oh, well, you know, you're trying to get everybody vaccinated. That's forcing it against their will. There's a difference between getting everybody vaccinated to protect everybody versus saying, oh, uh, no, we can't mandate vaccines or masks or anything else. And by the way, that's going to result in more death. There is a big difference between mandating something that's going to result in a lot of people dying versus a lot of people living. And that's where I draw the line. When somebody tells me advice, and that advice has a propensity to get other people killed, that to me is not good advice. It's like going bungee jumping without the bungee cord. You ain't going to see me do it. But if you want to give it a go, you are more than welcome to try. I think it's fair to say that um, that's good for you to close on. Yeah. Joey, you've been pretty damn quiet. A last for you. Did he not come back? I'm here. I'm here. I'm just trying to tell you what. Give me a minute. Fair enough. Joseph, then, you've been also quiet, for the most part. Anything that you would like to finish? No, nothing, Dad. <laughs> That's terribly convenient. Bridget? <clears throat> These people who are refusing to wear a mask and refusing to get a vaccine, I would just like to say... If you end up, you know, getting ill with COVID, you know, don't go seek out any any treatment like monoclonal antibodies because where do those come from? You know, just do the rest of the of the people a favor and just you know keep your terms to yourself. If you want to take yourself out, that's fine. But please don't do any collateral damage to other people and take them out with you. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, as an aside, by the way, Stephanie, yeah, we looked at the we looked at the new cases uh, according to Worldometer earlier before we got the show started. The U.S. has crap. What the hell was the number? Uh, Damn it! I was in a different. Uh, I was we a- had over 190k new cases a couple of days ago. Yeah, 190,000, uh, according to Worldometer, two days ago. The next closest is India at 47,000. And we can make sure to put that in the show notes. That way we can put our mouths where our money and money. I had that backwards. <laughs> I got you. But the point is that the U.S. is at almost 200,000 new cases recorded according to them two days ago. India at 47,000. Reminding you that the disparity between the two countries in population India has about four times the number of people than the U.S. And they are at, what, a third? Sorry, a quarter of the number. They have four times the population. 
and a quarter of the number of cases that we do. That's, that's monstrous is the only word that I can think of for it. I don't have any people that are hospitalized at the moment for taking ivermectin either, like we do. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm looking up a couple of other p quick pieces of information. Uh, Joe, did you finally have figured out what you got? I agree with Richard's statement. And um, I was trying to find a good allegory uh, to apply. But, uh, no, I. I mean, it comes back down to the simple rule don't be a dick. If you if you want to take a risk, go right ahead. Don't push it on other people. Something to be said for that. And I did look up what information is currently available yesterday. Again, reminding you that not all reporting is created equal. Florida, 21,000 new cases. Texas. 10,000 new cases. Their population averaged out about 25, uh, 25 million. It's a rough guesstimate between them. The next highest is California. 6,000, which means 6,000 cases. And they have 40 million people. They've got almost double the population of Florida and a quarter of the number of cases. Here's my close. Calling it monstrous is generous. That is arguably the most generous thing that I could ever say about this. It is a colossal waste of time. It is a slow burn murder. I don't even, I don't even know what to really call it. You can't call it a genocide unless you consider that it's a specific group that's being targeted, but that's kind of hard to put that one into perspective. It's mass murder. It's biological terrorism. It is putting into harm's way those who you took a sworn oath to protect, to do right by. These are the people who trusted in you, Mr. Governors. I can't even say that you're letting them down, that you're actively 
killing them. Healthcare workers. Educators. The most vulnerable. Children. It is the most absolutely unconscionable action that you could be taking. The statistics don't lie. The people who are going into hospitals who have been vaccinated versus unvaccinated, the numbers don't lie. People aren't dying from COVID? Fine. How many hospital beds? How many ICUs? How many intubation tubes? You're telling people, try not to use water. We need it to cure these people. These are the death panels that everybody complained about before. I don't know if you're religious in any way, shape, or form. But I say to you with all conviction, may whatever God you believe in have mercy on your soul, because right now I don't have any for you whatsoever. You don't deserve it. We need to get out of here. And Stephanie, Felis, guys, thank you very much for being with us. Uh, I did see Shauna was there earlier also. Thank you. You know what? Stephanie gets the very last word on this one. Mm. Even our vile prime minister is not this evil. We don't exactly believe in good and evil the way that a lot of other folks might. But saying that these actions are evil? I would be really hard-pressed to disagree. Everybody, thank you very much for being with us tonight. We hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives and you got something to think about for the week ahead. Everybody, thank you for your time. Joseph, you have a good week. Safe travels, then next weekend and uh you take care of yourself huh yeah i hope i can check in uh during the weekend for the next week's show since the 4g is working there fair enough you take care sir no worries stay safe out there oh, i'm i'm trying tech you too man you take care of yourself don't let a server rack chop off the tip of your finger or something <laughs> not a problem you take care of yourself too and uh Hey, you know, there is a positive going around. I mean, e even Fox News, I put it in the in our notes section here, recently posted an article about North Carolina doctors going, uh, yeah, vaccine good, not less likely to die or catch it. So, you know, maybe there's positive change on the horizon. Well, let's also remind you that uh, that link is to a local Fox affiliate. Yeah, I know. It's not like the major Fox affiliate. It's it's a smaller group that's yeah. But still. But point is well taken. It's North Carolina. And, baby, and that's it. Baby steps that's true. to making positive changes. That's true. Go with that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. 
Joey, you take care of yourself. Good luck with everything. And um, I don't know what else I could say past that right now. Eh, you know what? That's good enough. That's true enough. Sometimes a little is enough. There is that. Bridget? Time for that wind-up and the pitch. <laughs> uh, just fuck the GQP for getting us in this whole mess in the first place. You know exactly who they are. I know who they are. Got fuck themselves. It's mm. probably a good one right from there. Glad you were able to make it on. You take care of yourself. You stay safe, huh? <laughs> you too. And everybody, again, thanks for being with us. If you'd like to get in touch with us, all the contact information is over at holycrapthevlogcast.com. Be more than happy to hear from you. And again, you people that had to be put into timeout, podcast at holycrapthevlogcast.com. You can go ahead. You can email us and Take a look at whatever it is that you got to say for yourself. Even if it's bad, I, I won't mind. Don't worry about it. Uh, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if that was all the same person with three different accounts. Wouldn't surprise me at least either. Surprise yeah. me either. Surprise me. If you'd like to get the audio version of the show, the link is also over there for you. Uh, we will uh, see how things play out. If you'd like to leave a voicemail message, and I dare you. Phone number is 859-HCTV-554. 859-4288-554. Thank you for being with us. We really do hope that you stay safe. We cannot stress that enough. Like I said earlier, it doesn't matter what our political affiliations are, what our economic doctrines are, or our philosophical points of view. We are scared for everybody else's safety, including our own. That's part of what motivates us. And if that basically means that we're humanists, I got bad news for you. We are human. What more could you ask for? So, until the next time we get together, wow, I did not have any alcohol this week. I don't know what just happened to my face. Until the next time we get together, everyone. Wow, I can actually get that out. I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well, my lady. Too damn many years later, I am still in love with you. Mwah. Matane Fujin, I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Till the next time we get together, everyone. As always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.